0: Again, as you as you heard, we have uh, we have finally entered the 21st century and have a FaceTime call going.
1: Yeah, we we're, were getting a little, a little glitchy last week with the group call, and I didn't know if that was due to Eric's new home or technology or what. But yeah, we're, we're moving to FaceTime. Hopefully, it'll be a little more smooth.
0: Uh no, definitely not the home. The last one was at uh was at the old house. Oh, was it wasn't really? Yeah, it's just I had I've been having issues with the phone for some reason. Mm. And uh so what we did to remedy this issue, uh ladies and gentlemen, is take the case off. Just take to, the old phone case off. This <laughs> is a simple trick that you guys could use at home all you podcasters out there. If you're having trouble hearing each other, just take your damn phone out of your case, you moron. <laughs> Easy peasy. Uh, so Jeff Jeff currently is watching the Swamp Fight. The Swamp Ass. Yeah. Swamp Ass, baby. And uh, you're catching some things you didn't see the first time around at four in the morning, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, my initial watch of this was uh, last Sunday. Uh, the, the night it debuted and... I got off work at midnight. Didn't get settled in till like 1.32 a.m. Fired up at one thirty-two, so the swamp ass didn't go on till almost sunrise. So I was pretty beaten out of it.
0: Well, and not not last Sunday, but two Sundays ago by now.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we're, we're we're running a little
0: tardy. We're epically behind because I moved. This this is the first episode coming live to you from Dunlap, Illinois, ladies and gentlemen. Dunlap, baby. Dunlap I. L and still in Denver, Colorado. Denver CEO. But the uh Mount, or the Mid the Midwest Division has moved.
1: So how, how are you liking the new place, Eric? You, you stretching your
0: feet? Mm. Oh yeah, I like it. It's been cool. So we're we're still getting settled in, obviously we just moved in Friday. Yeah. So we we got a lot. We we got a lot done honestly, but it's still, you know how that is it takes a while. Are you living in a cardboard castle currently or you got most of the cardboard out? Uh most of the cardboard's out and I've been working so Samantha's done pretty much all the unpacking. But uh you know, you're not putting Buddy to work? He's helping. He's helping. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, we got a lot of the cardboard gone. There's a huge stack of, of, uh, cardboard boxes in the garage. Big boy. Yeah. You, you could build a fuck of a fort with this thing. Oh man. Building forts. <sighs> but yeah, this is, uh, this is the first episode, um, coming to you guys live from Dunlap, Illinois. A little, a little small town. A little small town flavor for ya. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Out in the boonies. Um... So yeah, so we're epically behind ooh sorry uh, we're epically behind because of all that shit uh, but we have been, we have been getting good listening good good amount of listeners lately so I want to say thanks to anybody who's listening yes absolutely
1: thank you to the listeners uh, it's been a while since uh, we, we've applauded the listeners uh, but yeah thanks for listening and uh, tell a friend. Because, I mean, the pandemic's going nowhere, so podcasts are still as essential as ever. Because you get bored in that house.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, so, check, so thanks to everybody who's been listening. I think we're getting a rub from uh from Jason. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think we're getting the rub. Cooking with short shorts, people
1: who are making <laughs> fish tacos left and right this <laughs>
0: week. Yeah, I think we're getting a big rub from him. Uh, let's see here. So we, we haven't talked since, uh, since Extreme Rules, so we should probably go over that, even though it's old. I do, uh, I remember I texted you, I thought the first, the first night I watched, I only got through three matches. hmm I thought they were pretty good. I liked the first three, Um, it was, uh, I know that, I know the third match was the Seth Rollins versus Ray. And then was the second match Bayley, uh, Io, or not Io? Uh,
1: Nikki Cross ba- and Bailey was the second match, yes, for the SmackDown Women's title.
0: And then what opened? The uh,
1: SmackDown Tag Team Championship table match, New Day versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura.
0: Yeah. So I, I really, up to that point, I really enjoyed the show. I remember texting you about it, but I thought the first three matches were really good.
1: Absolutely. Um, normally, the first matches on a card like this get a little under 10 minutes, but all these th- first three matches got at least uh, 10 minutes to work. Um, New Day is a fantastic way to open any show. Yeah. Like, there's our charisma, just like, okay, I'm, I'm fully immersed in wrestling now. Yeah. Because you see the New Day, and it just brightens your fucking face.
0: Yeah, it really does, and they know that. They do the opening New Day match a lot.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I got no complaints with that. Yeah. Who did, uh. So the finish of that match is, uh. Cesaro powerbombing which one through the two tables? You remember? Uh. Kofi. Okay. Off the turnbuckle, correct? Yeah, it was masterful. It was. I it was. I love that spot. And, and Cesaro did it perfectly. Like, it was just. You could tell he was totally in control and just one solid lift. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah, Shitsuke, on the other hand, he was kind of just there for theatrics. If, if you go back and look at the replay, he was, like, help hold... He was helping to hold Kofi up on, uh, Cesaro's shoulders. And Shitsuke's standing on the, um...
0: Apron. Right. Was he
1: on the apron or the steel steps?
0: Oh, I don't know. One of those.
1: One of those two, but, like... He has to like jump for theatric reasons, so he just jumps off completely in the other direction from where the power bomb is taking place.
0: <laughs> but did, he he did a little a little a little uh, gesture or something though, right? Did he? I think it was, <laughs> was it. The classic. Come on! I don't know. It was like he did some showmanship for sure.
1: I, I love uh, Shinsuke's showmanship.
0: Yeah. I was surprised, man, that, that uh, so Shinsuke and Cesaro are the new champs.
1: Yeah, uh, that took all three of us by surprise, including, uh, Tuna Fish, Short Shorts. Yep. We all
0: voted New Day, and we all got that one wrong. Yeah, well, you would come to find out, or no, I'm not sure you have seen that SmackDown. So there's only been one SmackDown since Extreme Rules, right? Correct. Yeah. So you haven't seen. It. So there is there is big news. I, I talked to you earlier and I said SmackDown was kind of weak, but there is big news. I guess it was a quick segment, but it's probably the most important thing on the night. Um,
1: okay. Well, uh, let's not let's
0: not uh, keep me in the dark here. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say because it was odd that the New Day lost those titles, but um, there is a. I don't know if it's fake or real, but uh, Kofi is injured. Um, Kofi's injured? Yeah. So it's like uh it's like a, it's kind of like the best case scenario for Big E. Like you you want to see Big E get the singles push, which is what they're doing. They, they had a whole segment. It was like, Kofi was like, look, Woods is out. I'm going to be out for six weeks. Uh, you know, it's your turn. You got to take the ball and run with it. Like basically like inferring for a singles push, you know, for Big E. Oh, wow. Which is cool as hell. I love that. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, because we don't get a breakup of the New Day. But we still, you know, we get a little absentee, you know, a break.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually have mixed feelings about that. Just like, we, we, we've we seen what happened with um, Heavy Machinery, when they technically are broken up, but there's a big emphasis on one partner and not the other.
0: Yeah.
1: And historically, I uh, no, at least I have, I think you have, uh, been in favor of a big E singles push, but I, I, have been loving the new day's charisma, especially since the pandemic. Oh,
0: people at home. <laughs> yeah. No, and they're their great. Charisma,
1: yeah. The charisma is so
0: great. Like I, I, I want them to be a forever tag team. No, I hear you, but I'm with you there. But they still are, you know. I don't, I don't think it's gonna go that. I think the Otis and uh, Tucky is a little different because none, none of them like Otis can't be a real star, you know. He's like yeah, a, and then but they are screwing Tucky, so I get that. That sucks. Tucky. But I think in the in the Corona world, I think Big E can be your can be in the main event push.
1: I, I I love the underdog mentality of that coming from a kayfabe standpoint.
0: Yeah. I think he could, man. I mean, who who do we got right now on or no, he's on SmackDown. So SmackDown's like who's the main event in SmackDown? Ron and Bray. And that's it.
1: Uh is AJ moved to Raw, didn't he?
0: Mm, no, are no, I don't think so.
1: Okay, so you have AJ.
0: No, because. Daniel it, Bryan? Where he? he hasn't been around, has he? No. Uh, is AJ AJ still the IC title, which is on SmackDown? Okay. Yeah.
1: Why, why has it gotten harder to keep track of everything since the pandemic? You think we'd be more zoned in on this essential business of wrestling?
0: I think it's cuz it all looks the same. Really? Yeah, every night. I mean, it all looked the same with crowds too. <laughs> I don't know, there's something different like every night it looks exactly the same and and there hasn't been terrible wrestling or I mean there's been some good shit. It's just hard to get into. It, the the pandemic's been hard for wrestling.
1: Yeah. The, the the crowd has helped. What what are your thoughts on the crowd in general, Eric?
0: I don't know, I hate how they uh I hate how it's like a worked crowd. So Yeah, but yeah.
1: there's a, there's a few uh there's a few uh funny guys in the crowd though. So, like uh, on this most recent Raw, uh D and Dolph were like setting up a future match where D it's the exact opposite of um, the Extreme Rules match. In this case D gets to pick the stipulation and immediately you hears someone in the crowd just yell out, Do an eye for an eye match
0: <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So you get a couple of okay. people who are
1: like breaking
0: Yeah the the product pushman. Okay. Well then I'm wrong. I didn't I've never heard anything I guess I'm not paying close enough attention. I never heard either <laughs> I, I hear them Boo the bad guys and cheer the good guys, which is fine. I understand that. But in, in a typical crowd, you have the old school fans that do that. They always cheer the good guys and always boo the bad guys. Uh-huh. And, and then you got the, the defiant, you know, 18 to 25-year-old smart marks, if you will. The smarties. The smarts. Yeah. <laughs> that are going to, you know, try to go in, in business for themselves, as they say in the business.
1: Well, I mean, I'm a little hybrid of both of those. When I go to live shows, Eric.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I I'm pretty old school, but if I really love a heel, I'd cheer him. If some I'll, I'll go heel,
1: and uh, sometimes if you got kids in your section or something, it really energizes you in your section because then the kids are like cheering against you, you know? Yeah,
0: like what's this guy doing? He's cheering for a bad guy? No.
1: And, and it's a fine cool. line. If you want to play that role, you can't. If you got kids in your sex, you can't
0: be like, "fuck him in the ass." Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You gotta watch your leg, but You can't yeah.
1: like get personal. Obviously, these are obvious things. But if you get a few beers,
0: oh yeah, if
1: someone in a wrestling atmosphere like they'll cross that line.
0: Oh yeah, they they always do. And, and then seems like nowadays, I don't know if it's because we're getting older, but. It seems like there's more kids at these shows too.
1: I think there definitely is. I mean, just a change from the Attitude Era to yeah. present day wrestling.
0: See, I I usually play it pretty cool nowadays at the show, but it 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 doesn't it doesn't bother me. I was in a kids section the last show I went to. It was hilarious. Yeah. Because they actually like I was surrounded by kids, and and it's fun to be there because, you know, they're hardcore. No, like, they are. Like yeah, they're, <laughs> they're screaming at their lungs on every move. Yeah, like if they don't like somebody, they're gonna let you know. <laughs> they don't like those bad guys. And
1: the, the, the <sighs> thing about the kids liking wrestling is they actually care about these low card wrestlers just as much like we used to, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's uh, refreshing to see that.
0: But yeah, I think it's possible, man, on SmackDown for Big E to be in contention for with the big dogs, with uh. You know, like you said, Daniel Bryan's gone. Roman Reigns is on Raw, but he's gone. Finn Balor, well, he was always a mid-carder. Lesnar... Uh, I'm sorry, did you say Finn Balor? I was going to say, he's always been a mid-carder, but he's on NXT now. Oh, I, I thought you...
1: I thought you uncovered it on the SmackDown that he made that jump back.
0: Nope. Uh, Lesnar's gone. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... We uh, what were the other what happened after? Well, I guess we never talked about that. The Rollins uh, Ray Mysterio match I actually liked a lot. What'd you think of that? The match
1: itself, like the the in ring work was phenomenal.
0: Yes, so good, great match.
1: Like good God, they were gelling together, yeah. and they they were stiff as a board. It was great.
0: <laughs> both, of them but, walking, yeah. both of them walking around with hard-ass dicks. Yeah. Stiff absolutely. as a board. <laughs> but, Eric, my, I,
1: I, I fell into the kayfabe of the horror show. And when it got time to uh, put that eye up to the steel steps guess who was closing his eyes oh my
0: god <laughs> <laughs> i don't like squeamish things you know oh my this? god i know with i don't think i've ever met anybody so uh bothered by weird shit like that <laughs> it's hilarious to me but no so you didn't see it i mean i was i was, I was peeking through my my fingers <laughs> well that's funny because that's exactly what ray mysterio was doing so you didn't, really? Yeah, so you, so you didn't get to see the prosthetic eye?
1: No, but could you actually see an eyeball at any point?
0: Yeah, it was hilarious. It was. Exa- yeah, it was exactly what I wanted them to do. Remember I said I wish they would do a fake eye? Yeah. They did a fake eye. Oh, shit. And, like, how genius is it? Because he wears a mask. Yeah. So the fake eye was probably just hanging there, and he just, while he was down there into the steps he just pulled it out or something like it it's hilarious i love it I, lo- I loved the ending of that match okay well i
1: now that i know that i will take a second look at the end of that match no pun intended
0: well it's <laughs> take you put an eye on it yeah i'll put an eye <laughs> on that prize uh, so like he was doing the same exact thing you were talking about like after the like so Rollins is doing his thing and then Rollins reacts like he jumps back like oh I got it I ripped his eye out you know like that's how we were kind of told that it just happened and then Rey Mysterio is obviously rolling around and selling it but they give you one shot of Rey doing the same thing like holding his face like this but you you can see through the fingers just like a fake eye hanging down it was awesome Loved it.
1: <laughs> Do you see, I, I, I was just waiting for the noise, and then the bell rang, and I, I, I'd all uncover my eyes, and the first thing I see is Seth Rollin blowing chunks in the corner. I'm like, holy shit.
0: Yeah. That was, uh, thank you for reminding me of that. I, I thought that was a great touch.
1: It was a great touch. Was that real puke or no?
0: I don't know. Probably not. It
1: was a, it was a classic oatmeal texture, so I want to say it was fake puke.
0: Oh, I'm sure but in any event like like we talked about like how are they gonna do that match and you know we mentioned how it'd be cool if they did the fake eye but none of us thought that that was gonna be the real thing yeah so it's kinda I I really liked that man that's why I went to bed after that match and I was like man this has been a pretty good pay per view And up until that point it was very good in the uh in the Bayley match I love the finish what'd you think of that
1: Oh, the saucy finish of the Bailey
0: Nikki Cross match. No, 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 no. What was the finish to that one? Maybe I'm thinking of the Sasha finish.
1: They both had greasy finishes. So, in the Bailey Nikki Cross match, Bailey was struggling. Nikki Cross had momentum, and uh, Bailey's over with her head hanging over the apron to the outside. And Sasha goes in her corner, and, like, it looks like she's talking to her, but actually she slips her, her four-finger boss ring, which is basically the equivalent of brass knucks.
0: Yes, yes, okay. Bailey
1: straps those on, gives Nikki the old pop. Yep, yeah, boom. And Nikki falls like a light. I, I don't know if uh, Bailey discarded of the ring afterwards or just, like, hit her hand during the pinfall, but that... that that's it, night-night,
0: you know? That's great. I, I love that. That's that's Wrestling 101. I love that finish. The brass knucks finish? Yeah, where you just slip your partner something real sly when the ref's not looking. It's just one hit and they're done.
1: It's so dirty. Like I guarantee the audience there, Like the, most of the audience is on the other side of the ring, so they didn't see any of that. They had to be confused as hell by that finish. Yeah. Lee and Sasha at this point are still on the same page. How long have we been saying that now? Too long. Too fucking long. <laughs> well, let, let's get to the other half while we're on the subject. Let's skip just to, uh, Asuka versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship, because Eric controversy is a, bl- a bruin.
0: Oh, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, well, we got in this Asuka Sasha match is a very greasy finish, Eric. Yes. This had me so worried that I actually had to text you for clarification purposes on who was our champion. So, for the listener who didn't watch Extreme Rules, this is what happened. You got Asuka out there with Kyrie, Sane. Sasha's out there with Bailey. Bailey's holding all the gold. When this starts to turn, it. it this was a great match, too.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Both women were working stiff as hell in this match. And uh but Asuka was getting the momentum at the end, so similar to Nikki Cross, and I would say even stronger than Nikki Cross's momentum. But when it got real greasy, uh Bailey took one of the title belts, slid it into the ring, that distracted the ref. Bailey used a title belt one of the other title belts as a weapon. And then, like Asuka's stunned, she's getting back to her feet, and Asuka's got a, a surprise of her own. She's bringing back the green mist yeah. from here, Oscar days. From Asuka versus Becky days, she's bringing back the green mist. And she goes to spit in Sasha's face, but Sasha ducks, and guess who's standing right behind and gets a face full of mist?
0: Oh, that poor referee. That poor unsuspecting referee. They're going to kill that poor woman. <laughs> They're going to kill that poor woman.
1: <laughs> so he takes a green mist to the face, and he's blinded. He's rolling around on the mat. Bailey seizes this opportunity and just rips off the referee's shirt, exposing his chiseled abs. Yeah. Definitely a wrestler part-time.
0: No, that guy's a, that guy's one of the regular refs. He's just cut. Oh, he, he just works out. Oh, he he they picked him for, on purpose for that one. Yeah, they
1: wanted <laughs> they wanted the full show when he got his shirt taken off.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: who, who is this? That's, Eric's just interrupted my story with a picture.
0: That's Paul Bearer. Can you see him now?
1: That is Paul Bearer. My goodness, look at that fat neck. You yeah. don't want to see Paul Bear shirtless.
0: That turkey neck. All right, go ahead.
1: So, so Bailey comes in, strips the ref shirt off, puts it on, uh, and then did Sasha just, did Bailey interfere
0: again after that, or did Sasha just take the upper hand? No, Bailey just dons the uh, ref's gear and just, throws Sasha on top of Asuka and counts the three count. So both women both competitors are stunned at this point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bailey's just the housemaid cleaning up. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> get, getting that dirty ref out of here and yeah. keeping the shirt and then doing a fast three. Yep, yeah, and then and then the reason I knew it wasn't legit I mean obviously it's not legit, but I knew they were gonna run with with her as a champion because the bell never rang until Bailey like, made him ring the bell. You know what I mean? Yeah, usually in wrestling, I mean,
1: we all know rules fly in and out of the window, like, like, birds. But, <laughs> but usually in wrestling, Those it's birds. official when the bell rings.
0: Yeah, yep, so I knew then and there. I was like, okay, well, I'm glad this isn't a real thing.
1: Yeah, but, but I mean, the bell did ring. Bailey forced it, but the bell did ring. I don't. I mean, we're getting into semantics and lawyer speak here.
0: Yeah. See, so I thought both. I thought both the women's matches finishes were okay. Like, I mean, I get it. They're heels. They're acting like heels. I just thought it was crazy that they did. So that's. So basically, that was a uh, a false champion situation, where Correct. where like the heel is is carrying around Asuka's title and acting like she's the champ which I get but they did the same they did two of them that night they did uh MVP came out and just declared himself the new US title US champion right uh yeah Apollo
1: apparently is injured yet again dude's got Derrick Rose knees or something and it could not compete so with this new belt that MVP's been walking around with he just says well he forfeits so I'm officially the champion and that that's, that's that's that
0: yeah so I just thought it was weird they did two in one night uh, it's not that I hate that angle I'm, I'm okay with that angle it makes sense with, with Sasha uh, I would have liked these angles better
1: if we had live crowds Yeah, like real live crowds not just 20
0: people who don't know how to react oh yeah can you imagine? I mean, there's there's good shit going on right now. Like, there's shit that would be good with. It's still good, but would be so much better with an audience. Like Seth Rollins, what he's doing.
1: Oh yeah, he would get he'd be getting so much heat.
0: I think he's doing really good work right now. I'm a big fan of what Seth's doing right now, and
1: he is in the same sense as Triple H leaning on the ropes. Like I look forward to knowing that's there every week. But at the same time, I could easily skip over it.
0: Yeah, but it's it's he's like that. Like we talked about, the promo before Eye for an Eye was really good. Yes. And uh, since then, he's had good promos. And um, you said you watched Raw, right? The one right after. Yes. Uh, Where he where he goes after, uh, Alistair Black. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like that in a crowd situation would get you a lot of heat as well. Well, Black kind of went after him on that Raw. Oh, like, yeah? Like, Raw was out there just gloating about the eye for an eye victory. And Black came in
1: attacking, and they had already had a pre-scheduled match, so this was just like the start of the match, essentially. But, okay, yeah, Raw ended up getting the upper hand, as you su- suspect he would. Yeah. And then afterwards, uh...
0: Give a little post-match beatdown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't remember that part of it. Uh, what else do we have on Extreme Rules? We had Swamp Fight and what else?
1: Uh, D-Mac and Dolph.
0: Oh yeah, D-Mac.
1: In a, in a stipulation announced
0: at the last minute. Yeah. Uh,
1: the stipulation was essentially just no rules for Dolph like Dolph could not lose in any way shape or form besides being pinned or submitting extreme rules for Dolph and uh no champion's advantage for Drew essentially right
0: yeah I I actually thought that was pretty hilarious
1: I, I mean it's 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 right up Dolph's alley
0: yeah it was a classic jackass move. I, I I appreciated it. I thought it was pretty good.
1: It, it's it's a rule that you would chew gum while you announce.
0: Oh, for sure. It's like Dolph would. Oh, for so sure. So what's gonna happen is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yep, yeah. and then like you said, they're keeping that going. Uh, cause they, there's a match. Uh, on this week's Raw. Um, this,
1: this week's Raw is gonna be good. I can't wait till three, four days from now when we
0: get to talk about it. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, they booked uh, Dolph and uh, Drew in another match. This time, Drew picks the stip. Yep. Yeah.
1: And he's, he's, he's leaving that hanging like a carrot for Dolph, just like Dolph did to him. He's not gonna announce it until right before the bell.
0: Oh, yeah. As, as he should. As you should. Uh, it's, it's ruthless. Yeah. How are you supposed to prepare? Yeah. You, you can't prepare, man. If I was That's an announcer, ridiculous. I'd be talking about how much lack of preparation there was all match long. Oh, Tom Phillips is. You know who uh, does a good job is Samoa Joe, dude. You think? Yeah, you don't like him?
1: I mean, he's so so. He's, he's no Jerry the King lawler.
0: No, but I think he's I think there's a future there for sure. I mean, he just started doing it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, what what do you like about his uh his style?
0: Speaking of Tom Phillips. Oh, well, there's Tom Phillips. <laughs> uh I I like uh I just like his old school shit. Like that's something he would say. He, he does all the old school things. You know, like where you like, he just, like, mentioned preparation and shit like that, and more shit that the the guys nowadays don't seem to do, like, try to really get you into the match, like, to believe it's a fight. Yeah. Uh, as far as talking about injuries, and uh, oh, he's gonna feel that. I know what that feels like. Like, just, I don't know. I like him. I think he's doing a good job, and you could, I think if he did this for a long time, he'd be great at it. I, I like how
1: he Think little ribs and jabs at uh, Byron or Tom. Oh, yeah. That's that's heel commentary 101.
0: Yeah, you got to. Byron says, like, oh, I would have done that on a Friday night.
1: And Samoa Joe just comes and is like, I bet that's all you're doing on a Friday night, Byron.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got him. Got his ass. That's heel 101. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then there was a swamp fight, Jeff, which we touched swamp ass, baby. Swamp ass, which we touched on earlier. Uh, I kind of this one to me was like, okay, I don't know. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was terrible. A lot of people thought it was terrible. I didn't go that far. That's kind of just kind of blah to me. Like there wasn't a there wasn't any real fighting going on.
1: Yeah, it it seemed. Closer to the, um. What was the match that Ray had with Cena at WrestleMania? What was that one called?
0: Uh. A Firefly Funhouse match?
1: Yeah, it seemed more similar to the Firefly Funhouse and like it's a
0: mental fuck, you know? Oh, yeah, he, he was mentally getting fucked. Right in his yeah. ass. His mental ass was being just completely torn to shreds. Yeah, Braun shows
1: up and strolls up.
0: He did stroll up.
1: He did stroll up. He <laughs> got out of a car and strolled up and uh, Ray's sitting there in a rocking chair. And Braun goes to get closer and Bray just vanishes. So Braun's left to just walk through the woods and comes across a uh, little Wyatt Ford. Or first he comes across himself in a mirror wearing that sheep
0: mask. Oh I didn't even see that I saw when I saw when he saw himself when he was on the ground but he saw himself earlier too
1: Well he saw himself and that guy hit him uh, the alternate brawn hit brawn with a shovel over the back Yeah Yeah And then he wakes up tied with chains to a rocking chair in the little white fort with a uh, hanging hemp
0: Yeah all, all the stuff that you would do if you were making like a bad horror movie was there like just like stringing up, like, doll legs and shit. Yeah. Just all that kind of crap.
1: I'm curious, do you think, like, this is actually Wyatt's place, and this is actually normally his setup? Like, is that a fort that Wyatt goes out and smokes
0: a bowl in or some shit? Are you talking about in kayfabe or real life? In real life. Oh, like, without, without all the bullshit, obviously? Yeah, like how
1: the hardy...
0: How yeah. That one was actually at yeah. Matt Hardy's property? It's, I mean, it's possible, but probably not.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. if this was actually could, domain or... It could be. I have no fucking idea. I mean, all it was was like a shed. I mean, it could have been. Yeah. I guess you never really saw a house or anything to no. clean it one way or another. Yeah. I don't know. The ending, like... The ending was kind of unsatisfactory to me. It's like you don't really know who won. Like I guess, I guess Bray won because, but not really, right? They both went into the water.
1: Yeah, the way this ended was like Braun was standing up on the dock, thinking he had won, and Bray pops out of the water and just grabs him by the neck and gives him like a choke slam suplex. Very pool style.
0: Oh, that was that was probably the best part of the match. The pool like that the classic pool trick. Yeah, that was and there, awesome. there was one dunk. There was one head dunk. Oh, there was a dunk and a splash, baby. We predicted that Did shit. There was a splash, too. They they were splashing around. Oh man. Dunking and splashing. Just the the the, the uh the foam noodle never came out, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. That, that that was the one bet that we lost, yeah. I guess. But, um, there's also a guy catching on fire in this match. Yeah, what, what was up with that? Who the hell was that?
1: They had several minions that just came out of the woods that are unnamed. At first when I saw him, I thought, I'm like, oh, fuck. If this is Eric Rowan, I'm going to
0: turn this shit off right now. <laughs> no, they work for, they work for somebody else, but I thought they were trying to infer it was Harper and Rowan. They had to be, right? One of the guys was in a white tank top. Like a white wife beater.
1: I think they're just supposed to be minions.
0: Okay. I mean, not minions in the
1: Undertaker uh, form of minions, but just like peons living on the YA Clamp property.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just little dirt balls that are living in like a trailer out on the back lot. Shit. I mean, even even in the Undertaker graveyard match, didn't he just get attacked by some random minions? Oh, yeah. The minions are just popping up in these movie matches. Yeah. Yeah. I just gotta fight a motherfucker, too. Yeah. <laughs> fight a motherfucker, too.
1: But, uh... So, yeah. They, back to the ending. He chokes and in the pool. They both go underwater. And then The Fiend... About five seconds later, when you stop seeing bubbles, The Fiend pops up. And that's the end of the match.
0: Yeah. So, I guess Bray wins... Is that yeah. what, is that what you put as official winner? I I have no official winner
1: for that or the um, Oscar ba- or the Sasha Bailey Sasha Oscar match as of right now. The, I still left that blank, so we <laughs> gotta figure out what we're doing for the
0: predictions on that. You're still waiting on a verdict on that?
1: I'm still waiting for verdicts. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just. I mean Apollo MVP obviously I crossed off. I think I'm just gonna do the same for the Bray Braun match since like we said that's more of a movie. And depending how long Sasha has his title, I'ma just see see where it goes, I guess. I mean, we'll 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 find out when we watch yesterday's Raw.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean like like you said, uh Stephanie comes out on the Raw following and uh, she does kind of a poor job of explaining that uh, Oscar or no uh, Sasha's not really the champion, and Very she, poor. and she books the uh, the rematch for this week's Raw that we haven't seen yet. Correct. And <clears throat> Steph didn't come out; she was on Zoom with her fat face. Yep. Just get too close. Insane. <laughs> if a certain
1: role model comes out and decides to get involved with this match you will lose the title Sasha like wait losing the
0: title no no she have the title. no I went back and watched it she didn't say lose the title she just said lose okay but she she did explain it weird it was a very weird segment uh but so yeah I don't know I it was a strange pay-per-view, but it had some good parts. I don't know. I'm not completely down on the pay-per-view.
1: No, like I say, I was hyped for it, so I'm, I was glad to watch it. Just I thought the uh, overall the first half was a little more promising than the second half.
0: It was all entertaining, though, at least.
1: Yeah. Oh, before we get off it, the very ending of the Dolph D-Mac match going for a super kick and got hit with a claymore and the impact looked insanely good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Dolph is a pro, dude, it's selling.
1: Yeah, I about popped out of my chair literally. Yeah. That, I'm like, sweet Jesus, what a claymore.
0: That was a good match too though.
1: Yeah, it really was. So I, I mean what, out, out of five dogs, <laughs> we're going to the back to this scale, Eric. Out of five
0: dogs. Uh, I'll give it... I'll give it, uh, three and a half dogs. Three and a half dogs. I thought it was enjoyable. I'm gonna go... It could be three, honestly. I don't know. I might go three. I'm gonna go two and three
1: quarters hot dogs with some relish. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, I, I didn't see the the fake eye as as I'm too squeamish.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you fucked up there, man. You blew it. Too, that was too a, much good of a snowflake, as some people would say.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I don't I don't, wa- don't want to pass out while I'm watching wrestling, so I'm not gonna watch a fake eye but I'll I'll go back and check it out maybe I'll give it that extra corner of a dog for that fake
0: eye yeah because you really can't see it too much like they they do a good job of hiding it but you can tell what it's supposed to be you know you'll see it's not gross at all uh so let's see so then we went to the Raw we talked about a lot of what happened there was that the Raw that's the Raw with the big show Randy Orton match right Yes. Which was, that that was a great match, dude. An unsanctioned match for the main event of Raw. Bringing back, well. It's Big Show. God damn. That was a good ass match. It was. like, Orton was selling shit great. Big Show was coming in with those big paws. Yeah. Just giving rights to the dome. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was two veterans, man.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I thought Big Show might have been old and slow, but they worked together tremendously.
0: It basically takes, like, a Randy Orton to pull that off.
1: It does. Like, maybe AJ Styles could have had that good of a match with Big yeah. Show. Yeah. Maybe John Cena. And if you're feeling crazy for a short match, I would say maybe R-Truth. Yeah. But it's got
0: to be a veteran. Yeah, it's, and, yeah, those are top tier, basically you gotta be top tier guy, man. Cause he's, yeah. like, like you said, he's old, he's slower, uh, but Randy, like, when he hit him with that, uh, spear, when he hit Randy with that spear, oh, that, that was so unexpected. And he looked like, <clears throat> it looked like what you'd expect, like it looked a little slow and a little old, but Randy sold it so good Yeah. that it made it work. Yeah, I mean, you can feel the power. 500 pounds being speared through your gut. <laughs> yeah. 500k... a really good match. Yeah, yeah. 500k fade pounds, baby. <laughs> like,
1: I, I've been down on the main events for Raws and Smackdowns lately, and they came out firing on all cylinders, Eric.
0: Yeah, you this can... This is the best main
1: event on Raw I've seen, at least since
0: the pandemic started. Yeah, I mean, I I'd have to go back and look because my I I get I fall into recency <laughs> bias so much. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> Especially right now, it's hard. But I think you might be right, man. That was like I was actually it was one of those matches where I couldn't look away, which is rare right now. It yeah, was, it was a good ass match. I give it I give that one five hot dogs, honestly. Just, yeah, that, that that that's a five dog match. Yeah, that's a five dog match.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Another thing that we need to touch on, because I think this is going to be coming up in the women's title picture on Raw soon enough. Uh, during Bailey and Kyrie Sane had a match after that Sasha Bell controversy.
0: Oh, and yeah. With uh, Sasha and Bailey's corner and then Asuka and Kyrie's
1: corner. So it's like kind of the side B of it's a hype match for next week, essentially. Yes. And during this match, we got a uh, we got to see Shayna Baszler, who we haven't seen in a couple of weeks, just in the in the back watching it. And Charlie comes up to her and's like, "Hey, I see you're watching this. What's up?" She's like, "Well, I'm watching this because I'm getting no airtime. Maybe this is some way to put these bitches on notice. Essentially, is what she was going at."
0: And yeah. I I think. I mean, Asuka probably does win this. And then I think we're going to get a Shayna-Asuka feud going on eventually.
1: Uh, That's what I'm hoping for, at least. Yeah, I'd be down with that. But either way, uh,
0: this is looking like Baszler's obviously going to play a picture in the Raw women's title role. Yeah. That was the promo where she had a really weird moment at the end where she's like, I'm keeping an eye on it. The way that a wolf always keeps an eye on his prey every day and night. Like, it was weird. I had to rewind. Re- trying to work out her pauses. Oh, she, her beats, her, as they say in theater, her beats were a little off. She, she was, but it was hilarious. I rewound it like four times. It was, it was pretty good. I didn't even notice either that. <laughs> that,
1: that that's awesome. Yeah. I well, mean physically she's there and she's got the look, but yeah, her mic skills are not up to stuff wrestling wise yet. No. That's one area
0: she needs to work on. Nope, they're not. But you never know. Some people get better.
1: Uh one other thing's raw, Eric. I texted you about this earlier this week, but Vince somehow put all the black wrestlers in one storyline.
0: Yes. What What the fuck? What, uh, but I didn't see it. Like, did they not put it on my, on the Hulu cut? What happened?
1: It must not have gotten the Hulu cut. We also got two Ron Simmons sightings on Raw.
0: Yeah, see, I don't remember this at all. It had to
1: do with this, uh, encounter. Uh, Ron Simmons was first in the back just you, you see him talking to MVP and Bobby Lashley you don't hear any of the conversation you just see him talking and then uh, Truth pops up and starts talking some jazz to MVP and Bobby Lashley after Ron Simmons leaves and uh, like he's kind of sassing him a little bit uh, so they, they didn't take kindly to that and they kind of just distract him while Shelton Benjamin sneaks up behind R-Truth, gives him a little schoolboy, rolls him up, and wins R-Truth's 24-7 title. So now Shelton Benjamin is your 24-7 champion. Right after commercial, we get a six-man tag, Bobby Lashley, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin versus Ricochet and Alexander. And at first, they're clowning him like, you only got two people, we got three, what are you going to do? And like, Ricochet's like, well, hang on. We found someone else. And we get the return of the person who was way ahead of the curve on wearing masks, Mustafa Ali. Yes. A <laughs> quick side note, Eric. I saw someone wearing that same type of light-up LED mask yesterday at the store. I couldn't read what their text was saying, but they had on a legitimate face mask that you're wearing for the pandemic but it was fucking lit up with text.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Or, or their mouth. I was like, man, you are going all in on yeah. aren't you? Like, how much did that
0: mask cost you? 80, yeah. 90 bucks? I just don't, I don't go anywhere enough. Like, I only go to the store, like, once every two weeks. I, I mean, I go into the gas station, but, yeah, I couldn't, I don't, I don't buy expensive masks. Fuck that. I barely, like, I don't have any time to wear them. Right. You you know, I don't do anything. I just, I stay home most of the time. Go to work and come home is all. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not not
1: going on a how much you're spending on masks type of rant. Just, uh, like, I've never seen an
0: actual light-up mask outside of Mustafa Ali. Yeah. I'm curious if I'm going to
1: see more of this during this pandemic. Like, people just... Really getting fancy.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. I never thought of that. He, he was ahead of his time.
1: Straight up ahead oh. of his time. But yeah, so we get this six-man all-brothers match. Rashley MVP and Benjamin versus Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander.
0: A straight brothers match. With, with uh, special spots before from Ron Simmons and R-Truth. I mean,
1: is that the entirety of the blackmail wrestling population besides apollo
0: cruz i was say besides the new day and apollo cruz yeah the new day and apollo yeah sweet jesus not titus o'neill if he's still i know he's like a pr guy i don't know if he wrestles anymore or not yeah i don't know but yeah that's so inner the internet went crazy and said that like a nation of domination type faction was being formed uh, but on MVP's side like a heel faction that was called uh, did you did you catch any names or anything? because people had a name for them already I did not catch any names I'm not, I'm not sure that they actually announced their name I just think it's something that MVP said in a promo that people said like oh that like it's basically the internet making up a name like oh that'd be a sick name for that group type of deal Yeah, I like D-Mac. Exactly. I'm not sure that it's an official name, but... So I guess we'll see, man. I guess we haven't seen the latest Raw. I mean, maybe it isn't. So who was on the bad guy's side? MVP, Lashley, and... Shelton Benjamin. Okay. I can see him being a bad guy, I guess. Uh, That's a powerhouse faction, Eric. Yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot of muscle in that faction. That would be cool. I mean, I, I like Shelton Benjamin. I always wish they could find a, a good home for him. So maybe I, I don't know. That sounds okay. And then there's like... But what about all those good guys?
1: I mean, maybe that's just, that's just a starting point. Like, I had mixed emotions when you told me this is supposed to be a Nation of Domination thing. Because in one sense, this does get the maritime and in their singles career, they're struggling for airtime. Even when uh, Ricochet and Alexander's a tag team, just going up against normal tag teams is struggling to get airtime. So having an actual feud
0: helps all involved for sure. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that with
1: Lashley and with Benjamin. You know, they're 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 not exactly prize pigs when you're <laughs> no no. So, everyone's getting airtime, but back in the day, the nation had like. The actual nation was a heel thing led by The Rock, and it's supposed to be like. My perception of it when I rewatched it uh, was that, like, it was a bunch of oppressed people trying to talk about, like, systematic issues keeping them down, and they, they were getting booed by a largely white audience,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, like, the actual racial aspects in that sense.
0: You're worried about that. I'm yeah, I got gotcha. you. But if, if it's just Lashley with MVP
1: talking, that's just a straight heel faction. Take race out of it. That that is a great heel faction. Bobby, Shelton, MVP. That's a, that's a good mid card heel faction.
0: No, it is. I'd be totally down for that. I mean, honestly, it's like, why did the internet think it was it was a nation of domination? Like, I mean, it's just because they're black, right? It probably. Uh, yeah, it could be the jumping to the conclusions, Matt, of yeah. the internet. It's like, what else about him makes him like the nation? Yeah, are they raising fists? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably just it's probably just some dumbass internet shit. They saw black guys get together and they're like, oh, it's the nation of domination again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
1: D-Lo Brown and Mark Henry
0: all over again. Yeah. Um, so we got about uh, eight minutes left, Jeff. What else do we need to talk about? I think that's pretty good on Raw, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, give me a quick uh, run through of SmackDown? Anything that you didn't touch on on
0: last week's SmackDown? Uh, nothing huge. Like I said, the big your big takeaway from SmackDown is that uh, uh, that there could be a Big E singles push. Oops. Um, a big E singles push coming but it starts out with uh, uh, Sasha and Bailey, of course I think they all start like that right I mean every wrestling show in the last month yeah that or Rollins uh, so it starts out with them and the uh, like the commentators are doing the classic like Recap. yeah recap of what the fuck is this and they're and they're like they're going over again and again about how she's not the champion blah 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 so there's that uh, and I think that one had a match I'm, I can't remember who was in that match I can't find the uh the page I'm looking for on the internet here but um no, you're looking for... oh, okay go ahead uh, so, there's that, the, uh, New Day, the New Day thing, the Big E push, that's the big thing, and then they had the, uh, bar fight that was heavily, heavily advertised throughout the whole night. Oh, God, I can only imagine. So, like, I guess they announced it last week, I don't even remember that.
1: Um, no, I did not, I skipped over the SmackDown Go Home show, but, I feel like I heard this announcement for the bar fight somewhere. Maybe it's
0: here. <clears throat> I don't know. I remember I texted you about it to see if you saw it. But I specifically wanted to see that. So I I kind of, you know, casually grazed through this episode. Yeah. Uh the, there was a Bray Wyatt um there was a Firefly Funhouse where he's like talking about unleashing the Fiend on Braun. So they're sticking with they're sticking with that story, but it looks like the next match which is be the Fiend. yeah, which will be SummerSlam, right? Right, oh, yeah. SummerSlam's the next pay per
1: view, and I want to say about one month's time, four weeks time from now.
0: So that so that would make sense for a SummerSlam match for sure, the Fiend versus Braun. So we'll probably get that. Um, and I remember what happened with Bailey and Sasha. So, uh. Nikki comes out, and Nikki Cross comes out, and she's pissed that she didn't get a fair shake at, uh, Bailey's title. Right. Wants a rematch, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Bailey says, uh, you'll get your rematch, but you have to face a future Hall of Famer, and a blah, 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 blah. And then, you think she's talking about Sasha, but she says, uh, Alexa. So oh. so Nikki has to face Alexa and the winner goes on to uh face Bailey at this coming SmackDown. Oh, that's, that's
1: quite a swerve.
0: Yeah, and it was it was a cool match. It was okay. I did I did stop and watch that one. And uh um Nikki wins. Now, by what question is is
1: there any animosity or was it a respectful win? Because they've since being, being a tag team, Nikki and Alexa have gone up in a number one contenders match before.
0: Yeah. Um, I think... I think there's... Let me see here. I think there's still... Uh, there's a little bit of shakiness in that group. Because, like, when they announced... When when Bayley threw out that idea, like, oh, you have to face each other, like, Alexa Bliss was kind of like, oh, I don't know, and Nikki Cross, like... Shoves her to the ground, like says, "We have to do this." So, uh, Nikki's all pumped up on adrenaline. Yeah, so I think I don't know. There might be a little shakiness in that little group there. I hope not. I really
1: like the, I, I like Alexa in this role.
0: Yeah. Yep. Alexa was in. We forgot to mention she was in a. She was uh, sexualized in the uh, swamp. Yes. In the swamp fight, which was a I Sexual thought,
1: fantasy that. Got presented to Braun somehow, where she's wearing a veil, and they're showing quick clips of like Braun holding Alexa in her in his arms and everything. And the only connection I could think of between the two was back when Bliss was a heel and they were doing that um, mixed tag team tournament or whatever that was. Yeah. Completely from on SmackDown, they were
0: uh, yeah. aligned in that. Yeah, it was like a smackdown lo- or a, sorry, Facebook Live show. Yes. But besides that, I don't know where this sexual fanta- fantasizing of Alexa Bliss. That's all like it the is. coming from. That's all it is, <laughs> man.
1: All I got to say
0: is baby, yeah. <laughs> that's no you're right, that's all it is. They showed like clips of him like holding her and like they must have had a little bit of a love story and going through that story, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Just something for the internet. Um. Uh, this is weird. Grand Metalique. You remember him? Yeah, from uh, LHP, Lucha House Party. Yeah, he. Uh, there was a match between him, Shorty G, Drew Gulak, and uh, Lince. What's his name? Lince Dorado? L- Lince Dorado? Yeah, uh, for the uh, number one contendership to the IC title, and, uh, and you it was Gulak. Who else? Shorty G, uh, Grand and Linse. Yep. Okay. Uh, and Grand Metalik won. All right? The fuck? Which is kind of cool, man. Cause uh, like if you watch him work, he's pretty fun to watch. So I, I was kind of excited about that.
1: No, I, I, yeah, I noticed last time Lucha House Party had a match. They, they brought it in ring. Like, they yeah. are very talented uh, as far as, like, classic Lucha wrestling goes.
0: Yep, so they'll get... So you'll see Grand Metal League versus AJ. Let me see if it's... Oh, There'll be a lot of flips in that. Which would be awesome. Let me see... If when's that going to happen?
1: Good for them. I... I
0: Oh, I next week. Someone from Lucha House Party's getting a little bit of a push for once in their career. Jesus, they
1: are they are today's version of um. Who, who's our guys, Eric?
0: Uh, which ones?
1: Our, our tag team that got done dirty by WWE. The the son with an A. I'm drawing a blank.
0: Oh, uh, Ascension.
1: Ascension. Yes, yeah. I was about to say the Apostles.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ascension. <laughs> They are the new Ascension, it's true.
1: Lucha House Party has taken on the Ascension role of just being there to lose.
0: But, uh, so that, I just confirmed that that is this coming Friday, SmackDown. No, we got a good week of wrestling then. Well, I've been noticing, man, that they've put a lot of stake in these TV shows. I mean, think of all these matches. This is going to be an IC title match, like that could be on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. uh hmm Randy Orton versus Big Show could have been on a pay-per-view. Yeah. There's so I don't know what's going on Raw women's title. Yeah, I think there might maybe there's a slide in ratings cuz of coronavirus or I don't know. But sure. They're putting a lot into these I mean and then and then speaking of the main event uh on the last SmackDown was uh uh Jeff Hardy and Sheamus in a bar fight, which was a like a cinematic match and could have obviously been on a pay-per-view.
1: On a pay-per-view or as advertised, like, something to be put on a pedestal of some sort. Not not your not your average week of wrestling, that's for damn sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this is pretty good. Uh, mixed reviews, it seems like. Uh, maybe a little corny, I don't know, but... Nonetheless, it was out of the performance center, and it was kind of a cool little fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sheamus showed up, like... In, like, classic Irish fight gear. Like, he just had a wife beater on, and his hands were taped, and he was wearing, like, an Irishman's hat.
1: Uh, that would be a lot funnier if he showed up drunk.
0: Yeah. That would be funny. But <laughs> still, well, so that, that, that get-up, where are you going for the Conor McGregor look, buddy? Yeah, he's just trying to look like a badass, like, Irishman. Yeah. And then, like, was a couple shots at Jeff, obviously, about his drinking issues, like... Why don't you come to the bar and have a drink? So, you know what I mean. Like, they're still playing with that. Obviously, I mean, it's a bar fight. Yeah, but it was seems, okay. It seems was,
1: really heavy-handed on Seamus' bar but
0: yeah. He's, i was say, he's a bad guy. What do you expect? But uh, that's pretty much. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It was good. Jeff Hardy wins. Uh, I think it's worth a watch for sure.
1: Is there a swanton?
0: Yes. When will the
1: Swanton stop?
0: Yeah, so I think, I, I liked it. I I specifically, you know, searched this out to watch it, and it was fun. It was good enough. Hell
1: yeah. Well, I still got on my DVR, so I'll definitely at least check that part of it out.
0: Um, and I think that's that's about it from SmackDown. I'm excited for this this week that we had, like, last night's Raw and this week's SmackDown. I'm pretty excited about it, so. Well, yeah, and we're, we're going to do a quick turnaround. Yes,
1: uh, be back either Friday or Saturday with uh, this next week's episode.
0: Yeah, probably. Actually, I don't know. I have to look and see what Samantha's doing, but probably Saturday. I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I'll take a look at my work schedule. I I know I got Friday off, but we'll we'll figure it out. And yeah,
0: uh, are we running out of time here, Sauce? Yeah, we're over four minutes. Why? What's up?
1: I was just going to mention the Dean Ambrose interview, but we can save that for next week.
0: Oh, yeah, because that one's really not time-sensitive. No. Uh,
1: yeah, well, that's a teaser because John Moxley gave a national interview. It's nothing special.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to the Jorge Masvidal interview on uh, uh, South Beach Sessions? I have not. That, the, the MMA fighter? Yeah, the one, the Miami guy. Yeah, it's super necessary. Yep, that guy. Yeah, that's a wild interview.
1: Okay, so that, that's your uh, podcast plug for the week.
0: Yeah, well, it's like, you know, it's it's a minority Trump person. Yeah. So it's always interesting to hear that point of view. Um, yeah, and they're, they're far right. And and Cuban, so it's You're a Cuban far right. So it's it's very interesting to hear that point of view here in Middle America. You n- you don't hear any of that, you yeah. Know. No, there's not too many Cubans in Dunlap, <laughs> Illinois. No, no. Uh, Denver. No. But yeah, I, th- I guess that's it, Jeff. I want to say thanks again to people that are listening to us because more people are listening. I think it's the rub from from Jason making fish tacos. Honestly.
1: Hell yeah. Hmm. Trying brainstorm to get this a little more interactive for uh, more listeners but thank you to the loyal listeners thank you to the new listeners and we'll be back later
0: this week yeah and we're trying to line up a, uh, a dollar bin Jeff I took a picture I went to the dollar bin at Walmart I found myself in Walmart I had to get something specifically there mm-hmm. and in the dollar bin I found a triple feature of Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies they all looked horrible and I, uh, Eric, I'm sure they're all fantastic movies. <laughs> yeah. So I literally <laughs> found the dollar bin, a wrestling movie, three of them for five bucks. Did you purchase them? No. Oh. You know what I did? I purchased uh, a set of uh, professional wrestling trading cards for five yes, bucks. <laughs> uh, you sent me a picture of uh, a Shinsuke card, was it? Yeah, I got a, I've I have an autographed Shinsuke card that's supposedly number 49 out of 99 in the blue color scheme. So I really don't like I don't know. I don't, I've never gotten into trading cards, so I don't know how it works. But it's it says it's authentic and it has a number on it. And uh, I guess they call them parallels or like the pat like the different color schemes and so I guess it's the 49th out of 99 in the blue.
1: Okay, well, maybe take a trip down to Acme Comics if that's still open.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh,
1: get yourself one of those sleeves and ask him a couple of questions about these. Are they tops still? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, ask him about these tops cards, bro. But honestly, like, here, before we go, I'll give you an example. Like, they're actually kind of cool. Like, the ones they give you where it's just, like, Kofi Kingston or whatever, like, those are kind of lame. But they have these ones that, uh, like, this is a great example. Like, who would remember this? It it says, like, specific moments, and it has pictures from the match, obviously, but R-Truth defeats Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States Championship January 29th of 19. Do you remember that? Not at all. I remember him being champion, but I didn't remember he got it from Shinsuke. But yeah, it's cool. They have like actual match cards, and then they tell you the story on the back. But it's just kind of cool. Like You can look at it and be like... And then as you read the story, you can remember it. You know what I mean? It comes back to your brain. Yeah, you get a mental image for yeah. sure. So, it's, so that in that manner, they're kind of cool. If they just say the wrestler on them, they're kind of lame. But I don't know. Something about that little area, like at Target and Walmart, like there's that one aisle... That has, like, Pokemon and Magic cards and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always, yeah. Always drawn to that area for some reason. I've
1: glossed over. Maybe I'll take a closer look
0: next time I'm in the supermarket. I mean, I don't think they're popular. I think trading cards is extremely niche at this point. Uh, but the,
1: the, the, the niches
0: are growing. Yeah. I just was... Our
1: buddy and bears expert, Adam Landmark, uh, tried to teach me Magic the Gathering last night, and I, I told him, I already host a wrestling podcast, that's that's enough nerdery for me.
0: <laughs> Wait, this Wait, this was last night? Yeah. That's weird that I brought it up. So was it fun, or you couldn't understand it?
1: Uh, it was only the two of us, I, I was not that into it. Uh, it's a long day, uh, so maybe with a uh, better social setting I'd be more into it. But I got the basics down, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of fine print that it's hard for me to read,
0: too. So that <laughs> oh, my God. Play. You're such an old person. I
1: know. I can't watch Aphrodite and I can't read fine print.
0: Uh, I've, like, I've always wanted to play like Dungeons & Dragons if somebody would teach it to me, but never it's had a that. lot of
1: learning. It's a steep learning curve.
0: Oh, I'm sure. All right, Jeff. Should we? We'll we'll come back soon, and hopefully we'll have a dollar bin for the audience here, the faithful audience, the faithful fifty, as we should call them. The faithful <laughs> fifty. Hell yeah, I like that. All right, dude. Uh, we'll 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 do it again. Hopefully Saturday. All right. Sounds good, brother. All right. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't it's understand. Stop calling it. No, 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 no. Good. Okay.